0: Shots for Kramer. And a third! O'Quinn doesn't want to let that keep going. So one on one, perfect accuracy in three of
1: those shots from Kramer. It's on her to throw again.
0: O'Quinn goes aggressive, throws the second one. He loses the shot. hello everyone welcome to another episode of the dodgeball podcast in this episode i've got brenda with me brenda how is it going
1: it's going it's going well man yeah. thanks for having me on again <laughs>
0: thanks for being willing to hop on uh, congratulations i mean just how how are you feeling um eight days after after it all or nine days i guess this is today's Tuesday. yeah
1: well thank you first of all um I think right now still kind of coming down from the excitement of everything and just kind of like, you know, spent the last year kind of dedicated everything to this. And so it's just kind of that period of like, I don't know, everything's kind of coming to a close. The year is coming to a close and just like, just kind of reflecting on everything that happened.
0: Yeah. That's so, so kind of have a, like a, like that'll probably be one of the last questions like, okay, what now? But, um, just did, yeah. Like, how do you explain the feeling? Like, is it like, is it bittersweet right now for you? Like you said, you're kind of coming down from it all. Um, when I talked to like Mikey and, um, and Jeff, they're saying like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of like, you know, real life is starting to hit now. Cause I have to go back to work. But did you have like any difficulty like adjusting or are you just kind of still basking in it?
1: Um, yeah, I'm still like definitely enjoying the high of, um, of winning gold, you know, um, victory always feels good, especially uh, after dedicating everything to a goal and then achieving that feels really awesome. Um, you know, when I got back from Cancun, I had a new job lined up. Um, so I was really excited to get back and jump into that. Um, but yeah, you know, like you said, real life starts hitting again. Um, you know, when you're away for eight days or whatnot, you kind of forget about, you know, all the all the uh, things that you have at home, all the responsibilities and, and actual work and stuff. And then you get back and you're like, I have this awesome gold medal and I also have a new job. So it's like, you know kind of getting back into
0: the swing of things right now. Gotcha. That's good. I mean, congratulations on the new, on the new job as well. And, um, yeah, hopefully it makes the, the transition into the real world, at least, uh, I don't say easier because I'm trying to make, not to make it sound like it's, it's, it's dull, but I mean, you, you guys were in a vacuum where everyone lived and breathed dodgeball and everyone was training, um, for, for months to get to that, that level. And, um, before we go straight into that, um, just kind of want to walk back to yet um, somebody else who's been recovering from injury. So you had, uh, what happened, it was your thumb, was that it?
1: Yeah, so I uh, at round two, at West round two this year, which was in May, I um, tore a ligament um, in my thumb, in my throwing hand, and um, it was to the point where I needed surgery on it, just to even be able to have full function of my, my thumb again. Um, and so after that, you know, I had the surgery, I ended up missing round three, um, for the West round. And I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to, uh, try out. I got invited to the combine and then I, I actually found out that I got invited to the combine the same day as I had to schedule my surgery. So it was cutting it pretty close. Um, But, you know, after I had my surgery, I, I, um, you know, was really adamant about getting into PT really quickly. And I was, um, you know, I was in PT pretty much every day, just kind of trying to strengthen up the muscles in my thumb again and just get full functionality of my wrist and you know, like your thumb, you need it for everything, especially if it's your, like your throwing hand. But I also use this hand to write and I, you know, couldn't really unlock doors or anything for a while. So it was just kind of getting back into using my, my hand again. And then, um, you know, I actually have to have another surgery on it in like a couple weeks. Um, but I was able to hold off, um, and compete at Worlds, but now I have to have surgery again.
0: Really? So even after performing the way you did, um, it's still, still not completely healed or like, is it, what kind of surgery is this one?
1: Um, this one's not as invasive. I, sometimes what happens over like a scar or like, I guess underneath a scar is you'll get a, a systole form and usually they'll be able to like, just pop it right then and there. But um, it's really big and they can't like I guess pop it while it's you know they have to like go through the scar again I know this is pr- probably pretty graphic but they have to like open up the scar again take the cyst out and then I guess I'll it won't be as it won't it's not as invasive as the last one but I'll probably have to take a week or two off
0: I mean- like
1: using my thumb again, but it should be fine. It'll be perfect from there.
0: Yeah. imagine like a week or two just to make sure it's perfect is, is nothing at this point. Like you've you didn't really have much going on in the next couple of weeks other than, you know, just maybe sitting out for a little while. So it's not yeah. I mean the
1: next, the next tournament is, um, thin city. So I'll be good for that. But oh, nice. yeah.
0: What, um, cause I remember after round three, just prior to nationals, I remember seeing you, um, on Instagram training with the cast on <laughs> and like, I think one of the coolest things I ever saw was, um, I forgot what machine it was, but it was like, um, like, I think you're like doing rows or something. Um, like a core exercise, like a wood, like a wood wood um, it's some kind of twerking movement where usually, you know, you're, you're holding onto like this, this, um, this bar or this handle. But then instead of strapping it or instead of gripping it, you just strapped it to your wrist and you're still kind of getting like the same exercise. And like it, it I don't know if you remember it, but I just remember thinking, like, man, it you know, your thumb's really important, but here you are still working out. Like there's you're definitely one of those like no excuse kind of people. Um I was just like super motivating to see that. I was like, she's still getting after it. Like like she's on a mission and uh I just remember being like super impressed with that and just always thinking, well, heaven forbid I ever go through an injury, but you know, there's 90% of the rest of my body that can probably do something. So, um, have you, like, have you always been that way? Like where did, where did that motivation and drive come from where you just knew this wasn't going to be the end?
1: I think, you know, I've just always had that mentality. Um, it's just like an internal thing. You can't, you can't really teach it to anybody. You either have it or you don't. Um, I think growing up, you know, I've, you know, been an athlete all my life and kind of developed that mentality growing up where it's like, you know, I, I have a relentless spirit and I don't like losing. And if I am not performing the way that I want to perform in something, I'll do anything I can to, um, you know, get better at it. And you know, I've dealt with injuries my whole life. So, you know, finding ways to work through injuries and still be able to, to work out, um, you know, it takes some creativity, but um, once I realized like, oh, I can just kind of strap something to my cast and still, you know, not, obviously not get the same exact exercise in, but like, kind of emulate it in a way that i can do it i'll figure out how to do it and so you know i think i was so determined to make team usa after not making it the year prior right you know i dedicated my entire last year to training specifically for it um and i wasn't gonna let obviously it was a major injury but i wasn't gonna let it um, you know, derail me from the progress I ar- I had already been making.
0: Nice. Yeah, I was um, <clears throat> thinking back to like uh, when I actually interviewed you uh, personally um, towards the end of last year. And, and that was one of the things you said, like, I wanted to make uh, Team USA. And then, you know, here you are after the fact as a, as a gold medalist. So that's freaking cool how fast uh, that came full circle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was like, yeah, I remember I was trying to think back to when we had our first interview and I remember saying like, yeah, this is my goal. This is what I want to do.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that's definitely one of my more favorite interviews, too, because I remember just leaving that booth that day. I was just like, I, I don't know why I'm so like amped up right now. I want to go <laughs> a mile or something. But uh, yeah, you just like kind of tapped into, you know, just that that drive to just get better and never settle. And, um, you know, I've got my weak moments, but most of the time, especially lately, that they're the stronger ones are winning. But what um this is kind of like maybe a two part question. But what advice would you give someone? Because you kind of said like this was something that you kind of were born with. But for someone that you know that they're just like on the cusp of of making like I guess what I call like a breakthrough in their physical performance or their play. Um, is there any advice that you give somebody that that would help them push past that that kind of barrier that they're sitting at or sitting at?
1: Yeah, I mean this this really it's more than just to trying to make make team USA it's just in life in general it's like you have to be willing to put every inch of yourself into improving whatever it is um you can't you can't accept defeat you can't accept failure like you have to use those things um as motivation to get better because um, you know I've failed a lot you don't, you don't get to where you want to be without making mistakes or without messing up, without not being chosen. So you kind of have to find that, that inner warrior and just remember that, that that warrior's in you like no matter what, even if you have days where you don't feel like you're making any progress or you feel like you're not good enough or, or whatnot, like you got to use that internal sense of pride that you have and, and push yourself, you know, it's uncomfortable There, I, there were many, many moments where I was uncomfortable during this process. Um, you know, and I just kind of use that. And I, and I use the thought of like, you have a goal, you know what your goal is. And this workout might suck. You know, this practice might suck. You might feel like you're you know, not good enough and you are good enough. Um, so just a lot of like inner self-positive talk can help a lot. And also finding somebody who can hold you accountable really helps as well. Um, you know, reaching out to people who have either made the team before or the scouts and just talking about dodgeball in this, in this instance, but like reaching out and finding and, and asking, like, what can I get better at, you know? And even if it feels uncomfortable fi- having that answer, you know, like for me, one of the things that they told me, you know, cause I reached out after I didn't make it last year and I was like, what are some things that you want me to work on, you know, to hopefully make it for the, for the year prior or the, the next year. And one of the things they said was endurance. Huh. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be the most fit person you've ever seen. And I can tell you no lie. After our finals game against Malaysia, I was not tired and I could have kept playing. So, you know, just simple things like that where you ask for feedback, it's uncomfortable. You get that feedback, but you use it.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at, Cause we'll, we'll go into like the, the 4v1 and I was actually watching you. Um, I was like, man, she doesn't look winded at all. Like she just mowed down three Canadians and <laughs> like had maybe, I don't even want to say like you had a, a chance to reset, but you're basically waiting to get your, your next two throws into the final player. And you, you just look like, like, like you don't look winded. And then I just wonder like, yeah, that probably goes to all the, all the training that um, see you doing on on the Instagram and, and the, the Facebook stories. And it's, that, again, coming back to full circle. Okay. Um, team USA is saying I didn't make it because of endurance and well, well, gosh, darn it. I'm going to go make sure that endurance is not, not a factor. And I mean, obviously it's, you, you picked, um, the right what do you call it? Um, well, I won't say like the right area of focus. Cause I, I actually, let's go ahead and go into that. So, um, you, you trained on endurance. Um, but what else did you do, uh, to prepare for worlds?
1: Um, I got my own personal trainer, so, you know, even even trainers need trainers, <laughs> so I got my own personal trainer who kind of focused with me on, you know, fixing the mechanics of my throw, of um, landing mechanics, you know, because I, you know, part of, part of dodgeball is obviously moving side to side and moving up and down, so just lateral movement and, that kind of stuff like that, but I also, um, I also programmed a lot of my own workouts too, and I share them with, with the girls on Team USA, um, that were just focusing on like, you know, muscle, strength and endurance and and all kinds of stuff that, um, was gonna pay was gonna pay dividends, you know, while we were playing, um, you know, so it kind of helped, it helped me as well kind of grow as a trainer to you know be able to program workouts that were specifically for dodgeball players and you know things that I um, can take from that and continue you know growing my my personal training craft but also uh, my my playing as well so like I said I got a I got a personal trainer and I just worked my butt off and I also got a Nutrition coach, too, who helped me kind of dial in, like, you know, what kind of foods should I be eating on days that I'm training and, uh, and like, what I should be eating during tournaments, what I should be eating on days I'm not training. So, I just kind of – I really, like, committed every single – basically, every single facet of my life uh, to training for this.
0: Nice. Yeah, Yeah. I was was actually going to ask you if you even – training nutrition because um i I released mike's uh episode or his part today and he talked about like for one full week he just ate nothing but um meat and and vegetables and he said it was kind of hard at first but then once he did that he felt very efficient very clean and just um i mean that was just like the week prior so just we're at this point now where if you want to compete on the world stage like you you kind of have to commit to everything it has to be a full buy-in and um that's funny because it actually kind of leads into one of the questions that I wanted to ask you or, or statements rather, cause Dom brought this up, but he said that, um, I guess he turned down drinking a Mexican white claw during the tournament. Do you remember that at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. And you know, that's just personal preference. That's just me. You know, I, I didn't eat dessert until we won either. I just kind of like, I have that mentality where, I'm so focused on something and, you know, I know the effects that alcohol can have on the body. I know the effects that too much sugar can have on the body when you're not, when you're not, you know, using it properly. So I just was like, nah, I don't need that. I don't need that extra barrier to push through. Like I'm already pushing through enough barriers to play and get here. Like, why do I want to, you know, put myself into a, a greater detriment that I don't need to.
0: Yeah. Why would you even like, like, even if it hindered you by just like a split second, why would you, why would you want to give that up? Cause, uh,
1: yeah, that's, I mean, but again, that's just me, you know, other people can function totally well after drinking alcohol and, you know, I'm more power to them and I'm jealous, but I know my body and I know that it would have hurt me more than help me so at that time it was like kind of easy to say no
0: yeah i um, i used to be one of those individuals i could take like a shot before a tournament just to kind (laughs) of calm the nerves a little bit yeah i I mean that's
1: you know like some people that really helps that really helps them and and for me it's more like i need to be more meditative i need to like to do my own stretching and that kind of stuff you know but i'm jealous like if i could take a shot before playing and and still feel you know and to help it calm me down like that would be awesome but it just doesn't work for me
0: yeah to to each their own and obviously you figured yourself out so um also mexican white claw really like it's it's that's a thing (laughs) huh
1: (laughs) sounds good though uh
0: freaking white claw but um well the other the other thing that Dom mentioned was uh he said something about like you self-high fiving. Do you know what that's about by chance or
1: Yeah, I mean there's a there's a clip you can find if you search hard enough. Um I think Ashley and I had just closed out. It was like a four v two and I think we closed it out. It was against Mexico, I believe. And I turned to like give her a high five and I'm like you know, my hand is up. I'm ready for that high five. I'm all excited. And she just either didn't hear me. I think she didn't hear me. And she like turned around. And so I'm just like standing there with my arm up and like ready to get a high five and, and no one's high-fiving me. So I just high five myself. Good save. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I'll find the footage. I'll send it to you. It's kind of funny, but um, then just like the rest of the weekend after, uh, that was pointed out that that happened. It was just, it just became like a thing.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those, like those numerous Tom Brady clips for like no one high fives him and they just like leave that, him hanging.
1: Yeah, man, <laughs> that's exactly how I felt.
0: I, I I'm still taking it back. But I was like, how could you do that to Tom Brady? Like, I, I, I don't, not a Patriots fan by any, any means, but like high five the man he's, he's Tom Brady, like not cool. Um, I'm sure Ashley probably didn't mean to, but no no she
1: said she didn't (laughs) she didn't hear me so it's totally okay I'm not I'm not that mad yeah
0: all the same uh good save and then um speaking of like clips like what was it like just knowing that people were watching you from from all over the place did that did it even cross your mind at all like were you thinking hey people might be watching me right now or were you just so focused on on playing that that was an afterthought
1: yeah I was I I do a pretty good job of keeping my head in the game and staying focused um so I didn't really think too much about it um while I was playing I just you know it was it is fun though to look back after you know after obviously we know the end result and to just like watch these certain games and see um but now using it kind of as like game film and just feel and like feeling it out and like where could we have improved on this and where could I have done better on something like that, you know?
0: Right. That's, that's gonna be interesting. Like just seeing the team say that comes out of next year. Um, cause you guys are just, just monsters. Um, and, and I mean that in the best possible way, right. Just un- unstoppable. Um, I'm curious to, to go into the minds of, of Brittany and, and Kelly. Hopefully I'll get a chance to, um, not too far from now and just see like what their thoughts are and and just find out um as you go into next year just how how are you guys going to improve on that but um that's a whole nother rabbit hole because i I definitely want to get into the um the 4v1 so um i apologize for people that are obviously listening because we kind of want to just watch this with you
1: okay so, let's do
0: it yeah uh mind the background so i kind of just want to play the clip and then um just kind of break down your thoughts on what was going on so let me uh so we're looking at the the one that was on twitch um i forgot who was to your left but that person was already out um so it's it's just you now versus uh four members of team canada um you've got two balls and we'll kind of just kind of play it just so you can kind of
1: I'll walk you through it. So basically they had, they had given, they'd thrown all their balls. So we had six on our side. I didn't really realize that I was alone. Um, you know, it, it once it hit me, I was like, this is gonna sound really cliche and stupid, but in my head I was like, okay, well I have to get them out before they get me out. And I know that sounds really dumb, but right. that's what was going through my head. was like, how do I get them out before they get me out? Um, and so they threw all their balls. I don't know. I forget who they cross courted, But they threw three at me and one at whoever was to my left. Um, and so then they left me with all the balls. So I grabbed two, um, and I look over to Brittany, and I just say, who first and so she tells me all right go for number three first so
0: okay that's what you're saying
1: um, you can can kind of see in the clip I get kind of close to her and I'm talking behind the balls and I'm just like okay who do I go for first and so she says okay so yeah that's me dodging the balls and so as I get closer to her
0: so real quick there's there's other footage out there as we kind of talked about pre- Pre-recording. Uh, okay, this is Jim Woodley's uh angle. Um yeah. Okay, so okay. I was, I so was wondering I, what you were so, saying.
1: Yeah, so I'm talking to Britt and I'm saying, yeah, so I'm going, where do I go first? And so she just said go to three. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna take out number three. Any reason? Three hands. Me- um now looking back at it, it actually makes a lot of sense due to where the balls were gonna go if I hit all my shots right. Um, so going at number three first would make sure that the ball would probably go towards like the right side. Um, so then I hit three and I got a ball from Brie and I, and then Brittany said, um, go for one. So I go for one after that because again, the ball would go over to like the other side. I got another ball. And I threw it again at one because uh, the girl that was all the way in their left corner um, would have been without a ball. Um, so I threw my last one and I ended up with none. So I just backpedaled and kind of jumped out of the way. And then <laughs> you can kind of see Bree, um because she's shagging on the right side and so she says to me I can you can kind of see it she's like never go up there without two balls and I was like okay okay
0: oh that's her yelling at you right now I think yeah okay
1: so (laughs) so it was it was my turn to throw but um, I knew that um, I think this was Jacqueline O'Quinn I think um, that's who it was I know she's pretty aggressive and has a really good arm so she came at me with one, um, she missed, came at me right after that again, I dropped down and I block it. Um, and then she left herself again with no balls. So I knew she dodged one and I, and I knew in my head if, she, if I give her enough time to come back up, she's gonna catch it. So I threw one and she dodged down and then I, you can see I'm not. So this is, yeah. So this is the one where I throw and she dodges. Right. And then the next one, I don't even reload completely. I just kind of sl- like sling it at her.
0: Yeah. I see that you don't even, um, so that first throw, she hits the ground. Um, great dodge by the way, but was that kind of like a probing throw or were you, were you trying to connect right then and there? Like, as you said, you no.
1: Yeah, I was totally trying to hit her on that one. It was just a really, really good dodge. And but then I knew, so she popped back up to her left, and I threw it um, kind of quickly, so she couldn't, she couldn't track it as well.
0: Yeah, it looks like she didn't even get it. Like neither of you had a chance to uh, to set up. Like you yeah. said, you don't even uh, your 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 footing is just kind of like quick hop, and then screw it, body, we're going for this. Um, no time. Like you did, like this quick little. Yeah, just a, a hop and then you sling it at her um and she's yeah her hands are still she's still like trying to come up um exactly That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I knew that like if she couldn't get her hands up, she couldn't catch it. God, that's incredible. And I knew the longer I waited the then she would like get more balls and it would just be like it just you know what? Get her out. Get her out before she gets me out. <laughs>
0: This is going to sound super cheesy, but, uh, strike first, strike fast, strike hard. That was one of, a uh, one of our air force mottos. And like the idea is obviously just don't even give the enemy a chance to, to figure out what the heck is going on. And before they knew it, um, you know, not, not to downplay any of team Canada by any means, but before they realized what was happening, it was already down to one-on-one cause you just bam, 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 like three shots in a row, incredible shagging, um, the fact that Brittany was telling you who to hit—did um, you, were you just completely all, all listening to what, what Brittany was saying, or did you like have an idea as well in terms of strategy, or just kind of like rely on her to tell you where to go, or like what was that part I mean, like?
1: I mean, the thing is, like, if you have a coach, you you should use them. So she took the guesswork out of it for me and was just able to, like, I felt really confident because she was really confident. So I just asked her, where should I go? And she was very confidently, like, go three, go one, go one again, and then that was it. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, both Brittany and Kelly are, are, like, masterminds of dodgeball. So, you know, having them on, you know, on the same side rather than, like, playing against them Brittany's masterful in her ability to like call a game and I just listened to what she said and just went for it
0: just executed
1: execution yeah man like that's what we practice for you know
0: that's so awesome yeah I I remember seeing that just like just first of like my first initial my initial reaction is like no surprise, but then immediately, like, holy crap, like, that was so incredible just watching everybody lose their minds, too, and, like, um, you know, being in my apartment just losing my crap out here. I wonder if my neighbors <laughs> wondered what, what was going on, um, but just such an incredible, incredible thing to watch. Um, yes. That's something I can watch over and over and over again, um, which I'm sure has been populating a lot of the Facebook feeds to include um, some memes that uh, have <laughs> shown up. Um what are your thoughts on those? Are you just kind of taking those in stride, not thinking too much of them, or like, what, what's what's it like being a meme now? I guess.
1: <laughs> um, it's fine. Memes are <laughs> memes; they're right. fine. Um, you know, I get I got a good chuckle out of them, but you know, Team Canada is so good. Yeah. You know, they. I know they. I know their placement does not reflect how good of a team that they are, you know, and the same can be said about every single team that we played against Their, you know, placement doesn't indicate how difficult some of these games were, but you know, m- memes are funny. <laughs> so
0: yeah, as long as they're not, I'll the, take it. As long as they're not the of anybody, I think they're, they're pretty hilarious. And I love seeing dodgeball specific memes. So it's, uh, hopefully it's all in good fun for, for everybody. But, um, so speaking of like how tough Canada is, um, what would what would you say your toughest country or, or match rather was was for you?
1: For sure, Australia. Australia. Yeah, both both times we played them, it was. You know they match up against us pretty well. Um, great arms. They they have one of the best players I've ever seen. Um, her name's Carolyn Lee. She's one of the most amazing players I've ever seen. Um, you know, and having to face Australia twice in one day was was pretty intense. Um, you know, the first time we played them in our round-robin match, it was, like, kind of eye-opening. Like, wow, okay, so this team this team and and they're going to be tough for us, you know? And so we waited out kind of trying to figure out who we were going to be playing against in, you know, the semifinals and, um, ended up drawing Australia again. Uh, and you know, you guys, I'm sure you saw how that ended. (laughs) Yeah. uh... (laughs) so I mean, talk about like, a grunge match man like that was that was like that was what you train for was that kind of moment
0: that was from my perspective that was definitely a battle um we had to go through back and forth through some feeds uh Cause the, the one that was the main one, um, it's kind of fuzzy. So I was jumping back between that one and Australia. And every time I jump, I'd be like, please, please God, don't let anything have happened significantly. <laughs> right. And then, um, already losing my mind for what you've done. You watch Paige do, do her clothes. And that was just like, for like, I didn't, I'm not gonna say like I had, um, any real doubts that you guys wouldn't take it this year, but I was, I was nervous for a second. And then, um, just watching Paige, I was like, okay. After that, they've got this. There's no way that they that they can lose after after such an amazing, epic moment. That that's probably one of the most incredible things I've seen, just because of what was around it, and then talking to Paige, and then hearing her stories and like what she's gone through to get to that point, and just seeing, um, just feeling that energy again, even by myself in my apartment, yelling like a madman. Um, I think it was like nine o'clock <laughs> at night. Um, there's just no way in my mind that you guys were were not gonna win, but um. That was that was a tough match to watch. I can't even imagine like what was like playing.
1: It was fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did uh did you specifically have like a like a tough moment during the whole time? During the week? Like any I don't say like
1: Um Well truthfully traveling I get I I get a lot of anxiety when I travel especially to different countries that I'm not super comfortable, especially traveling by myself. So it did take me a couple of days to kind of, to kind of, you know, come down from that. Right. Um, so just getting used to being in a new place, um, you know, the dodgeball part of it was, you know, when you're out on that court, like nothing else matters and so dodgeball i didn't i don't think any of that felt like tough emotionally or anything like that um but in terms of you know being in a different place that i wasn't used to and traveling by myself was that was probably the toughest
0: part little a little nerve wracking, maybe you're just, just being outside your element. But once you get to the dodgeball scene, that's familiar, that's home, that's, um, that
1: exactly, that's where everything felt, you know, and, and just seeing like, you know, just being with the girls and and seeing the fans and like, you know, the, the people that are cheering us on and like Jen Woodley being there, always having a, you know, a portable iPhone charger. So shout out to Jen for that. She, she hooked it up. She was the best for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Jen's the the more I get to know Jen, the more awesome she is. Um, got to play with her during the classic, um, awesome person. So yeah, huge kudos to Jen for everything that she does. Um, so what was your best moment? Was it, was it just winning or like, did you just have like a specific, like, nothing's going to top this for a while kind of, kind of moment?
1: I mean obviously the, the 4v1 is is going to feel good for probably the rest of my life. Um, you know a couple a couple cool things that happened, you know, just being able to to bond with and and meet players from all around the world who also share this same love for a sport that you know is still predominantly underground and you know that was really cool um there was uh there was um a moment that um in the Australia game uh in the the semifinals where um i had a catch and i think that moment was like i finally truthfully realize like oh this this stuff is real like this is real we are really competing against the best in the world and like you know just being able to be surrounded by players that I don't normally get to play with you know that I'm mostly playing against but are now like my family It there were just so many incredible things that happened and incredible moments and you know there was there was one night where you know it was Thanksgiving night Um, I ended up with Cece and Katie, Katie Sanchez and we got off the bus and we found a tree with coconuts in it and we were just like knocking coconuts out of the tree and then we brought the coconuts to the hotel and you know the security guard there had a machete and he opened up the coconuts like there were so many just random yeah like small moments that like that that I will never forget you know like it was a beautiful experience and I you know it's really hard to explain how impactful it was
0: that's that's awesome and like that's so like Never mind actually getting to play dodgeball. Um, that's huge. And also getting to um meet new people that that share that same like passion, but just like those random, like off the court moments that unless you were playing dodgeball, unless you decided to pursue this sport, this obscure thing that you were saying, um, which I agree very much on, no matter how awesome it is, it's still very underground. Um, you get really awesome memories that you never would have had to experience like that that's uh I don't know what that is. Like, I guess off the court awesomeness. Um, just because words are failing me right now, but um, yeah, there, there's so many of those. Um, yeah, dodgeball is is for all of its uh, for all that you can criticize it for. It, it's definitely like this. The way I say it, it's always like the gift that it just keeps on giving. Um, like no matter it what totally your involvement is. is. And man, actual coconut, just just straight from a tree. Um,
1: straight from a tree.
0: How does it taste? So good.
1: I don't even really like coconut and I ate it.
0: No, I, I can't I can't stand coconut like anything, but then for some reason pure actual coconut water is so good. I, I couldn't even imagine yeah. like straight from the tree though.
1: Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, um as this could probably go on for hours. Uh I'm still trying to keep it within um at this point, yeah, fifty minutes, whatever. But uh whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, what are your plans for next year? I mean, are you thinking about next year already? Um I don't want to get yeah, too headed of of with the question. So are you are you gonna compete for Team USA again? And the reason why I'm so like hesitant all of a sudden is because um, naturally I assumed Paige and Mike would be would be there next year. And to my surprise, um, that's that may not be the case. Um, I think Mike's saying he he wants to take a break. He gave everything he could to competing and wants to just kind of enjoy life a little bit. And a page with her uh, being accepted as a, as in a dental school. But for you, what's, uh, what does 2020 look like?
1: I mean, why not three Pete?
0: I was hoping you'd say that.
1: <laughs> That's all I got to say.
0: Awesome. And so, and that actually allows me to ask this next question. So you are already pretty awesome. Um, how are you going oh, to break you. past Oh, yeah no problem um <laughs> how, how are you gonna break past this current version of yourself
1: um well i truly believe that you're never you're never fully reaching your potential like even if you achieve a goal there's always another goal to be set so you know i'm definitely gonna take some some time to regroup and, you know, get my body back to feeling, you know, good again. Um, but I'm hitting it just as hard and maybe even harder. Cause like I said, you know, I don't like losing, so I don't want to do it.
0: And imagine stagnating or plateauing is probably just as bad as losing.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like I said, like that might happen. That's normal. Um, but there's, you know, there's always something different you can do to push through a plateau. Like you don't have to, I'm, I, truthfully, I might try, I change, <clears throat> I might change my training up a little bit. Who knows? Um, I know it worked for a year, but there's so many more advancements and technologies, um, centered around, you know, sports and athletics and, you know, with my job, I can do some of that research and kind of see what other things are coming up um, to try and make myself an even better dodgeball player and at the same time, an even better teammate. And cause that's truly, I mean, I think that's, I hadn't mentioned that yet, but I think that's part of why I was able to, be such a you know so helpful for the team is like I was willing to do anything and play anywhere and I don't care what position I'm in I'm gonna do whatever it takes do whatever it takes to help the team win you know and I think more people need to be like that like you don't need to be a predominantly left right corner like get yourself in the middle of that court and learn how to play Because if you don't, then what, like, that's, I guess that's another part of advice I would give to somebody that's, like, trying to make the team, like, be, be someone that can play anywhere, don't pigeonhole yourself, be good at whatever you're doing, but, like, be able to do everything.
0: Don't just fall back on, oh, I'm just a catcher, or I just throw really hard, or I only play left corner, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah,
1: get out of your comfort zone, like. Be adaptable.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a at a comparison picture of you um, on the other screen. Otherwise, I'd show you. But it's uh, you posted May to November. So there's a picture of you in Finesse. Um, and then right next to you, which I guess was in May, round, round one. And then there's a picture of you in November, which I, I think was finals. And you're just saying, they say if you want something badly enough, you'll be relentless in your pursuit of it. And it's really awesome that this was posted in November 14th, um, you know, a couple of weeks before all this happened. And it's just awesome that you're just kind of like living proof of of some of these sayings. Like just, as you said earlier, be relentless, um, be the best that you can be at, in any facet of dodgeball. Uh, and just, I don't want to say like become obsessed, but that's essentially what you got to do. You know, always look for that next monster to slay, always uh, sharpen yourself. And, you know, you're already pretty impressive in May. To, to transform through an injury to come out to where you are now is just awesome. And you, you can watch this actually happen almost in real time through you know some of your Instagram posts and just um, because of how connected we are on social media. It, it's been awesome watching you. Um, I probably sound like a huge stalker, but I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, <laughs> yes, but also Instagram and Facebook make that possible. So it's not really my fault.
1: Well, it's not your fault, but yeah, yeah. but thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, It's definitely cool to to really look back at the last year of my life and, and realize, like, you know, it's, it's, it's possible. It's, po- if you give every single thing that you got, you can, you can achieve greatness. You really can. Yeah.
0: What a journey. Um, yeah. And I would like to say that 20, uh, 20 starts now when you said one out of three feet. So just like you heard it, uh, last season with your, with your interview, maybe, maybe you hear it again, uh, this time around and, uh, I'm, I'm excited for you to see, um, uh, where you go and just, uh, be along for the ride. But, um, do have to wrap up? And with that, I just wanted to ask you, so you already shouted out Jen Woodley, but do you have any others? Um, and obviously you probably won't be able to get everyone that comes to mind, but just, um, since we're t- kind of talking about it,
1: uh, Yeah, I wanted to, there's a lot of people that I want to give shout outs to, um, because a lot of people helped me kind of get to where I am right now, um, into the place that I was um, at, at Worlds. Um, First, I want to thank my girlfriend, Emily. I want to give a huge shout out to her because there were a lot of times where uh, we would just be hanging out and I'd be like, let's go throw balls. So we would just throw balls at each other. um, And she helped me a lot with that and just supporting me and all that fun stuff. And then, um, same goes for Shelby. Um, there were times where we would finish up a training session and then spend like the next hour or so just throwing balls at each other. And she's an amazing catcher. So it was really helpful, um, to kind of work on my throws and releases and kind of, um, have somebody that's a good catcher help me out with like where to, you know, aim and that kind of stuff. Um, also want to give a huge shout out to uh, the girls from finesse, Um, especially, you know, Brianna, who was one of the ones who pretty much got me to, uh, to, to being at the point where I am right now, starting with money shot and, and getting to finesse. Um, Same with Karina. Um, She really helped me with like my confidence and believing in me really um, kind of pushed me, to a point where I didn't know I could reach. Um, Same with Crystal and and Paige and Ashley and Alyssa, just like having their love and support was, um, you know, that little extra, that extra oomph. Um, Also want to shout out, um, I don't know if he'll listen to it, but I'll send it to him. My trainer, Keith, um, who I know there's like videos of me on Instagram and stuff that he took. Um, He just kind of transformed my body and, my throwing and, and mechanics and everything like that. Um, and just shout out to, you know, the, the other women on Team USA who, you know, they, they believed in me and, and, you know, allowed me uh, that spot on the team that I didn't have the year before. And they kind of just had that trust in me. And, you know, it was really, uh, it was really profound, you know, when, when people can come together and, achieve something um it's something you'll never forget
0: well said yeah it's crazy to think like how many people have helped you along the way just like anytime you, you accomplish something you never truly do it alone like yeah it may seem like you're doing all the work but at the same time without such a substantial and huge awesome support base um i can imagine it'd be a lot tougher but um it was all people that were, were pulling for you and mission accomplished right
1: <laughs> heck yeah
0: awesome before i gush for another hour um probably just go ahead and uh end the interview there
1: all
0: right so that was a, a little bit longer than a, i guess a minisode uh recap though with brenda kramer and brenda thank you so much for being willing to hop on and um you were someone i could talk to for hours on end um about anything regarding dodgeball pushing yourself motivation being fits um it, it's always a joy to have you on and um, I really hope that people were able to uh, get a lot from this episode because it really speaks to just setting a goal and just being completely relentless until you actually achieve it. It's just been incredible to watch. Um, like I've been saying throughout the episode, just what a journey. But uh, speaking of journey, going to wrap up this, this interview and uh, move on to the next couple that I've got in line. Again, thank you so much for everyone that suggested uh, people to, to reach out to. Uh, I think there's maybe about three or four more uh, episodes coming up regarding worlds. If um, the interest is still there and the appetite still there, more than happy to keep uh, doing my best to to cover it because it was it was an, quite the event. And this is probably maybe just 10% of what really happened out there. But um, anyway, done talking for the night. So have a, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Great rest of your week. Great rest of. Uh, three, two, one. Have a great uh, rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. And I'm going to go run five miles now.